0: Hey, it's me, your dog trainer. If you're having issues getting your puppy to listen to your commands, like sit... Roll over, don't pee on the floor. How about while you're teaching it commands in the background, you play some episodes of this podcast? Before we continue my first ever journey through the Harry Potter series, just a few quick announcements. First, I have more information about that potterless digital live show that we are doing on Thursday, June 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We will be doing another digital live potterless show. We will be doing Wizard on Bachelor in Paradise. So if you've listened to the live episodes where we've done The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, you understand how the format works well. Bachelor in Paradise, if you haven't watched the actual television program version of this, takes the format of The Bachelor and just cranks everything up to 11. It is engineered to maximize drama, breakups, and backstabbing, so we will be doing that. Kelly, resident Bachelor Nation expert, and also my wife, will be the guest for the show. It's gonna be a very fun time. It's gonna be very silly. If you want to get tickets, you can head on over to bit.ly slash potterless610, potterless all lowercase, and then the number's 610, because the show is on June 10th. So head on over to bit.ly slash potteryless610 if you want to see some wonderful shenanigans. You don't have to watch the show live. The ticket will give you a link to a video that you can replay as many times as you want. So you can watch it live. You don't have to. You can replay it. Whatever you want to do, bit.ly slash potteryless610. And again, just a friendly reminder that next week there will be no episode of Potterless. I'm taking a very, very rare break in that I have never done this. So taking a week off, taking a week off, and we will be back in June continuing our coverage of Wizard People Dear Reader. And of course, want to thank all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash who are helping to keep the show going. And I want to give a special shout out to our newest member of our Patreon team, Chelsea Stratton. And of course, always want to give a huge shout out to our producer level patrons. Vicky, Christine, Aaron, Clow, Marchismo, Juan, Rose, Marie, Maria, Lisa, Audra, Eleanor, Nikita, Rachel, Alex, John, Noel, Claire, Rory, Veronica, Lada, Noah, Jennifer, Justin, Jacob, Maya, Polly, Zena, Harlan, Nikki, Kine, Sarah, Marta, Floor, Skyla, Adele, Professor, Threat, Ellie, Michael, Kelly, Kerry, Connie, Jen, Nedry, Will, Marike, Ashton, Brittany, Phelon, The Med- family, Ginny, Heather, Kevin, Jarl, Pita, Callahan, Bella, Melanie, Reese, Joseph, Madison, Tonks, Sabrina, Sophia, Farzin, Melanie, Matt, Okamahime, Bony Pony, Kelsey, Rike, Taylor, Megan, Riley, Laurel, Erica, Kendra, Natanya, Yogan, Darcy, Sandra, Craig, Demi, Michelle, Henrique, Casey, Megan, Jack, Stain, Little, Elaria, Gregory, Caw, Ribbon, Jack, Serenity, Haley, Sabrina, Jenny, Eileen, Annette, Hufflepuff, Brett, Mary, Artemis, Samantha, Nina, Tatiana, Vomit Spiders, Punkfish, Wire Warrior, Joe, Michael, Maya, Jasmine, Neely, Tate, Sam Sam, Adriana, John, Jody, Donna, Nosh, Emma, Sean, Greg, Matthew, Ping, Vin- not Check Nani, Steamed Nuggets, and carrot Potter, who never run into the issue where you've got wireless earbuds where one connects but the other one doesn't, so you gotta put them back in the case and close it and open and reconnect and all those shenanigans. It always just works first time for them. If you want to be like one of these amazing patrons and get access to director's commentary, audio bloopers, my notes, exclusive merchandise like Wizard on Shirts or Wizard on Stickers, you can head on over to patreon.com slash potterless. But without further ado, let's get into episode 178, the second part of our Wizard People Dear Reader cover guest starring Brandon Grugel. Hello, internet, and welcome back to another episode of List: the tale of a 29-year-old man who never read the Harry Potter series as a kid, but he sure as hell watched a lot of wizard people, dear reader, as a college student. My name is Mike Schubert, I'm that grown man, and I'm here joined today, again, by Brandon Grugel, someone who is new, but in love, question mark, I think, <laughs> mostly in favor of... Wizard people, dear reader, it's my multitude, colleague, cohort, Brandon Grugel. Brandon, how's it going?
1: Hello, it's going well. I love it, minus all the hateful stuff.
0: Yes, that's, you know, <laughs> general general approach to the recent things I've done with Potterless. We just covered my Immortal, and now we're doing this. And even when I was doing a Harry Potter musical, all that stuff, with all the fun, fan-made Harry Potter stuff... I love it, except for the yikes stuff, and I think that's why I was so fond of Puffs because there wasn't a single yikes moment in there. Oh yeah, those those that group of
1: people are just like wonderful people. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a good approach for all media these days. You know, did you like that television show? Yeah, except for all the except for all the yikes stuff. You know, it was great. <laughs>
0: yeah, I've and I feel that way about even when I watch old things. The West Wing is great, except for when. Rob Lowe, out of nowhere, says something misogynistic that achieves nothing for the plot mm-hmm. for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, enough about pretty people. Let's talk about <laughs> Wizard People Let Dear us Reader. talk now. <laughs> now for us, the people who have faces for radio. <laughs> <laughs> so we left off. We are now at chapter eight of Wizard People Dear Reader, which is called Valmart's Club. And it begins with Harry Potter feeling sad like an outsider. And it's... <laughs> then says Hagar in an effort to cheer Harry up decides to tell him the tale of his parents death which again (laughs) that does kind of happen in the story and it's Bananas. (laughs) Bananas. <laughs> Hagar does not have the best social skills. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. The whole I shouldn't have said that mantra of Hagrid extends beyond him letting secrets out. It's also just not making the correct conversational choices. Mm-hmm. So Voldemort, his name in this is Valmart, which is <laughs> my favorite German superstore chain. <laughs> Oh, I got it at
1: Walmart. I don't know which is more evil, Voldemort or Walmart. I don't know. I can't decide.
0: Let's see. Walmart screws people out of wages. Hmm. I think Walmart's been responsible for more deaths, probably. Voldemort killed people. I don't know that Walmart's killed anyone. I mean, they've sold the guns that have killed lots of people, so... Ooh, there you go. I was going to say Voldemort was worse to a smaller subset of people, whereas... The, the nasty deeds of Walmart might not go as deep, but the, the range of people that they have covered, yeah. the, the the economy <laughs> yeah. they have hindered is, is mighty. At least Voldemort will come out and say he's a Nazi, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. Walmart tries to act like they're nice. They're not. Yeah. And I especially don't like that Walmart somehow gets exclusive cereals and then there's no <laughs> Walmarts in Manhattan. And I have to either go way outside of the city to get it or I gotta pay an arm and a leg to get it from like Instacart or some (laughs) crappy shipping whatever online grocery thing. I just wanna get honey-made golden whatever their improved cinnamon toast crunch cereal that on the empty bowl they have described as being better than cinnamon toast crunch which i thought is an impossible feat you and i have never related harder on any single (laughs) subject than on this moment (laughs) There was a time, now I am thankfully fully vaccinated, two-shot Pfizer boy. What up, Pfizer gang? What up? I was struggling to get my second shot because when I got my first shot, I just happened to be in the Dwayne Reed on the corner of where I lived, and the people working at the pharmacy, they were about to close, and they said, does anyone want a shot? And I was like, yeah, dude, even (laughs) though it was before my age group was part of it. I got the shot, but then because of that, I couldn't sign up for my second shot in Walgreens' official online situation because when they would ask the eligibility questions, one of the questions was not, did you get your first shot? You just have to say, are you in this age group? Do you have this medical situation, etc." So then I couldn't get it online without lying. So it was a weird scramble for me to try to get my second shot. Thankfully, I ended up getting it the day it opened for everybody. But- There was a brief moment in time where I was going to go to a Walmart that was far away but still accessible by train so I could just go to Grand Central, hop on a train, get (laughs) off at a stop and then just walk 20 minutes to a Walmart and I could get my second shot Mm -hmm. because Walmart didn't require you to have your first shot there and I was placing an order for pickup while I was there for two boxes of that cereal. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be an okay experience. Yeah, it's an hour and a half train ride. I'll edit my podcast on the train. I'll be very productive. I'll get off. I'll get my shot. I'll get my cereal. I'll come back. Boom. But then Walmart said I couldn't do that because I didn't get my first shot there, even though they told me prior that that wasn't an issue. But then it was okay because then the Walgreens on my corner opened up an appointment for me and I got my shot there. That's a good story, but I'm glad you got your
1: shot. I'm sad you didn't get your cereal. And I still haven't gotten that cereal either and neither of us will ever have it I'm sad.
0: I hate to just dunk on you but Kelly for my birthday as a delayed gift asked her mother to go to a Walmart and buy two boxes of it for me and when we go back to Texas to visit in June I will be consuming both boxes in one sitting You son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) We even have Walmarts here and I still can't find it (laughs) One day. One day. <laughs> anyway, Harry Potter. Not quite yet, Pass Mike. Hey, it's me, Editing Mike. How's it going, everybody? I have a very happy update on both fronts here. Both Brandon and Pass Mike have been given the opportunity to eat this cereal, though we both acquired the cereal in different ways on different coasts of the United States. We both had it, and we both say that it is absolutely delicious, and it truly is just improved Cinnamon Toast Crunch. They're paying me zero dollars to say this, but if you are able to get the made, cinnamon cereal, just do it. It's absolutely fantastic, and you can thank me later. Anyway, back to the podcast. So the Death Eaters are called the Dark Side Club, and it's just this great backstory of how they exist. So people started joining the Dark Side Club at first just because stories were told about this club, and that's the only reason that people do anything. The stories, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which, I mean, not wrong. Yep. (laughs) I also love the
1: idea, I think it's a much better story if the like i know the death eaters are kind of a death cult but like If originally it was just students starting a death cult because they thought it was like
0: cool and edgy. Yeah, like when you have a club in middle school, it's just a club. You don't do anything. It's just your group of friends decide to name yourself a club. I love it. And nothing changes. I think that's a better story than what's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. But then what changed for the Dark Side Club is that the club got more strict in that you had to love evil and not be shy about using murder spells or else you'd be murdered. So Harry's parents were among the people who didn't want to murder anyone. So Voldemort, sorry, Val. Valmart murdered them. (laughs) So Hagar says that Valmart wants revenge and wants to finish off the job on Harry. And Valmart will probably do it while Harry is sleeping and probably while disguised as someone he loves to make it that much worse when he does it. Fucking dark. (laughs) Yep. Hagrid ends this warning by saying, quote, so, you know... Be on the lookout for that and be careful when anyone loves you. And the narrator (laughs) continues, gulp, says Harry. (laughs) We get into chapter nine. I just
1: love that line so much.
0: So, you know, be on the lookout for that, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And be aware if anyone loves you. So chapter nine, which is called Wooshers, starts with Hagar totally freaking disappearing at King's Cross. I have many a time thought that this is just a ridiculous thing that they did where Hagrid just bounces, (laughs) bounces, <laughs> and just leaves Harry to figure everything out. <laughs> Terrible. Harry is confounded by platform nine and three quarters because that's not how trained platforms work. Come on. But again, we get a reference, and this happened earlier in Wobble Columns, but Harry is comforted by knowing that he's got a lot of money, <laughs> which, very <laughs> capitalism of him, but he feels the wad of coins in his pocket, and he feels secure in knowing that he's got a bunch of money and everything's gonna be okay. Classic rich boy. And man, that is a perfect commentary on how capitalism works. Mm-hmm. So Harry asks the person working at King's Cross where's platform nine and three quarters, and this person replies, quote, fuck off you fuck. <laughs> No, it's fudge off, you fuck. (laughs) Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. My apologies, my apologies. (laughs) Harry is very confused, but then Harry sees the Weasleys, and the narrator says, thank God for the Irish. (laughs) As someone that is part Irish, I felt seen. (laughs) The kids start whooshing through the wall, and Harry turns to Mrs. Weasley and says, excuse me, Irish lady, can you show me how to do that? (laughs) And then the narrator says that Harry feels a Helsinki syndrome. So not Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm, the capital of Sweden. Helsinki, the capital of Finland. Shout out to Finland. When I feel safe enough to travel again, my God, I want to do a live show in Finland so badly. Hell yeah. Because Finland really loves Potterless and I need to do a live show there
1: <laughs> apparently Helsinki syndrome is when the hostages do not cooperate with their captors
0: oh oh so that's real I thought it was just the narrator like making a goof' ups but I was confused because Harry doesn't have Stockholm syndrome he hated that previous family but if you're saying Helsinki syndrome is the opposite then this makes sense I don't know if it's totally
1: a real thing but according to Scandinavia standard a blog <laughs>
0: it is I trust it that's sounds like a reputable source i think there should be more things like that where every location that has a thing named after it the rival place should have the opposite i love it so yeah. everything's bigger in texas well yeah everything's smaller in alabama <laughs> <laughs> keep boston weird yeah keep houston normal see that's just yes that is the actual slogan of every place else in texas so so <laughs> so then we get into chapter 10 which is called the bear the wretch which is ron and hermione respectively Mm -hmm. so ron is first called ron weasel but he pretty much from here on out gets called ronnie the bear which is way more fun what is that? that (laughs) i don't know let's see if that's anything ronnie the bear it might just be a cool thing
1: i didn't know if it was supposed to be like a like a gay thing like a like ron was a bear but Ron's very much not a bear. So no, I,
0: really I think know. it's just naming him after something cool sounding. Everything that has come up for Ronnie the bear is Wizard People, dear reader related, <laughs> except for the images which are giving me a Ronald Reagan beanie baby. That's cool. Which, fuck you, dude. Are you serious? Is that really what it is? There is a patriotic sailor bear called Ronnie tie beanie baby (laughs) it sucks so much and it says it's a ronald reagan (laughs) sailor patriotic bear oh did this beanie baby fuck over the economy forever (laughs) is this a racist beanie baby that hates poor people a lot (laughs) on its tag it just says trickle economics works (laughs) fucking good Every I feel like every day, I already knew Ronald Reagan sucked so much ass, but I feel like once a week, I learn another thing that sucks in America, and it's because of Ronald Reagan. God, that dude is the fucking worst. So, continuing on back to Harry Potter, now that all of the one-star reviewers are going to be like, he brought up Republican stuff again, this liberal asshole. Hey, we brought up Ronald Reagan stuff. (laughs) The dude is evil, and if you don't think he is, Read an accurate history textbook. Watch an accurate documentary. Pull up 13th on Netflix and learn just how terrible this dude is. I mean, every every president has been evil in some specific way. (laughs) Yeah. Ronald Reagan just had a whole lot of them. Yeah. He was like the worst kind where it just was... Presented as not, yes, but it was really bad, and we didn't learn how bad until decades later. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Harry Potter, uh, uh, describing Harry and Ron's first interaction on the train, quote, The scar is called into question. It is shown, and it is wicked. (laughs) (laughs) The trolley witch is called the food service wench, which is much better, (laughs) way better. And Harry, in having all of this money to buy all this food, the narrator says, the newly minted Monopoly champ Harry buys foods of all sorts. I fucking love it. <laughs> a plus, A plus. Monopoly, a terrible board game. When naming the wizard food, the narrator says some of your normal wizarding things like chocolate frogs and stuff, but also throws in nipples and fruit nuts. Was it like chocolate nipples or what was it? like? <laughs> I think it was just nipples <laughs> <laughs> which i know there are some candies that are like that like baby bottle pops are a thing but i don't know man
1: <laughs> i don't think it was just
0: i don't think it was just nipples it was something kind of nipples but it was very funny in my head canon it's just nipples <laughs> it also ends with just out of context the narrator saying ron loves twizzlers which i just right. love the setup in these two powerhouses of YouTube-based Harry Potter parody content. You've got A Very Potter Musical, which is very much a Red Vines family, Mm -hmm. and now Wizard People Dear Reader, which is of the Twizzlers' house. And I'm glad that we've got the great divide among these two things. And Twizzlers are just way better. (laughs) And if you think Red Vines are better, your taste buds are broken. And I'm sorry, you're probably one of those people that thinks cilantro tastes like toothpaste. (laughs) I just love the the fucking comedic timing of
1: all these, like, witchy-sounding things, and then Ron loves Twizzlers. It's great.
0: It's so great, especially when there's nothing that even remotely resembles Twizzlers on the screen. <laughs> yeah. It's very fun. So Ron tells Harry that he is a pot-of-coffee-by-day, bottle-of-wine-by-night kind of guy, <laughs> and then Harry says, triple that, and you've got me. <laughs> Powerful, powerful. (laughs) Hey, editing Mike here, I just wanted to jump in because a listener emailed me after last episode and I think the criticism was valid and I wanted to make sure that it didn't get lost in translation again here is that I am not trying to make light of alcoholism by thinking the narrator saying that Harry drinks is funny. I just thought that the narrator adding something that clearly was not happening on film and just the notion of Harry unwinding with some drinks at the end of the night, I thought that was funny, but I could see how that could easily be misconstrued as me saying, ha ha ha, alcoholism is funny, which I am not trying to say at all. I know it's a very serious disease and I just wanted to make that crystal clear. Anyway, back to the podcast. Ron is about to do a yellow pillows spell to make pillows of gold show up, but Ron is interrupted by Hermione, who is just very gruesomely described. The narrator is very anti-Hermione. Hermione, which I'll have to see. I don't remember if it gets better as it goes on. We're getting a little more positive Hermione spins as she does stuff, but maybe this will align with my opinions of Hermione where early on book one, I thought she sucked and she slowly redeems herself over the course of the book. And by the end of it, she's chill. But early series Hermione was not a joy to be around. She was an insufferable know-it-all. And if you think otherwise, you are not recollecting how awful she was in the first book
1: (laughs) i think that's very fair i will say that i think the narrator of wizard people dear reader is not commenting on her character but her looks and that sucks
0: (laughs) yeah okay yeah you're right you're right that makes more sense because he makes the first description makes fun of her hair and yeah I, i i guess if it was if it was more about her being insufferable for being annoying that would make more sense. Mm-hmm. But you're right that right off the jump it's appearance based and there's not enough evidence to show that the gruesome descriptions are for personality decisions. Correct.
1: And he really only does this with uh people who are overweight or women. So Right.
0: Yes. 2004. Which unfortunately also really parallels JK Rowling. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of Men being described as unattractive, mm-hmm. except for Snape, maybe having a hook nose and oily hair—that's like the closest we get. But yeah, when J.K. dunks on people for looks, it's weight. And if you are a horse-faced woman like Petunia, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Or when they just make fun of that girl for having acne for no reason, or when Ron and Harry don't want to ask out ugly people to the ball. Yeah, it's only girls. How did we not all see this coming? <laughs>
1: So i i will give her the reality of two teenage boys being uh scared to ask women they don't find attractive to the dance
0: yeah that's real yeah yeah i mean when i dated people in middle school it was not for their stunning personalities no <laughs> not that that's a good thing no we're no. just saying it's real it's the reality of being 12 years old yes is that This girl's cute. I like her. Please date me. Mm I have not considered if we're a good match personality-wise. 100%. But when Hermione does what is described as a pretty cool spell to fix Harry's glasses, (laughs) they realize that Hermione's got some chops. And now we learn Hermione's true wizard people do you read her name, which is Harmony, which is a better name. (laughs) Yes. So now we get into chapter 11, which is called Fuck Yes, Says Fate. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, one of the early descriptions says that the Wheel of Fate has stopped on, yes, yes, in fucking deed, you will be a wizard for all these kiddos. And the Wheel of Fate is my favorite Wheel of Time spinoff book or Wheel of Fortune opposite show where... (laughs) Bad things happen to you. (laughs) And there's only one good space instead of the one bankrupt space. I would watch the hell out of that show. I mean, it could work. It could be the same show. And then instead of just filling in the blank, it's just Hangman, since that's what it is. But instead of a little stick figure, it's you, Wheel of Fate. (laughs) So the narrator is very, very excited about the kids approaching the school, which I just think is wonderful. It is nice to hear how hyped... He is for them getting to Hogwarts. I mean, wouldn't you be? You get to be a wizard. Yeah, it's pretty great. Harry knows that he's going to thrive here. And one of the reasons he knows this is that he has a wealth of charisma points. <laughs> Look at that DD reference. Hey, Ay- I did that. I've played it four times. You. <laughs> Make a podcast about it. I've played it many more than four times. (laughs) Are you still trying to roll that first 20, Brandon? Have you got it yet? Uh, It's still elusive for me. We'll get there (laughs) one day, though. You should make a custom line of Brandon dice for Join the Party, where half of the things are between 0 and 4, and there's no 20. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I like it. It's like they're all 0 through 4, and then exclusively 11 through 13. (laughs) 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 So the kids are met by... Hardcastle McCormick. And she says that the four houses are actually four different schools that they will be sorted into. The narrator says, her voice is chilling and like a piano made of frozen Windex. I I have no idea what this means, but I love it. I have no idea either, but it's such a beautiful image. It's amazing. Continues with something I'm also confused by. Her eyes float like smears of fish scales on her candle wax stump of a head. (laughs) <laughs> I have no idea what's happening, but it's great. Brutal. Speaking of I have no idea what's happening, Neville's name is Upfish? Yeah, Upfish up Sinclair. Obviously, it's a play on Upton Sinclair, but I don't know why. Didn't get that <laughs> at all. Draco is described as a dreadful kid with sunburnt hair. Yep, lovely. Love it. And instead of being Malfoy, he is mouth oil, which... Ju- what a great intersection of sounding like Malfoy, but then also encapsulating... Draco's being, it's (laughs) very impressive. I cannot think of a better parody name for Malfoy. Nope, it's perfect. Ron has now fully become Ronnie the Bear, and from this point on is Ronnie the Bear. And Malfoy, of course, calls the Weasleys poor, and the narrator Describes this move as, of course, he goes for the shame spell. (laughs) (laughs) This is a trend throughout, is that just normal things that they do, the wizards are described as using spells to make those happen, Mm -hmm. and I think that is very fun. It is very good. Harry smacks him down with some verbose smack talk and the narrator says that this does wonders for his initial cred in the school. And now we get into chapter 12, which is called Fortune's Grind. (laughs) (laughs) The first thing we learn is that the Great Hall ceiling isn't magic. Instead, it is made of just really good glass and the sky directly above it is magic. I love this change of canon. (laughs) Very fun switch. So the narrator continues that the faculty table is lined with weirdos and goblin face women. Again, an instance of only talking about the women and their looks? Not great. Mm -hmm. Talking about the faculty, he says, Hagar cromley and friends sit awaitingly who is cromley supposed to be is that something because the only thing i can think of is that one ad read that the mcelroys did (laughs) and this predates that
1: by a lot i'm looking at the list of characters and i don't see a cromley
0: weird no cromley is just only pulling up the meaning Cromley is a name that was carried to England in the great wave of migration from Normandy following the Norman Conquest of 1066. What the hell is the Norman Conquest of 1066? You don't know the Norman
1: Conquest of 1066? Come on. Tell me two things about it. What? It was in 1666 or whatever you said? And it you was... already got that wrong. It's in
0: 1066. <laughs> you have failed. <laughs> and it was Norman. I look forward to... Normandy. So I guess France. I look forward to French listeners emailing me. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Bonjour. This is what's happened. (laughs) (laughs) So somebody is Cromley. We'll see if that comes up later, but I don't know who that is. Dumbledore does his speech, but his speech is Telling jokes about death that the kids don't get. (laughs) I love the idea of that. So much funnier than, it's so much better than what the reality is. Yeah, Dumbledore opening with a tight five is great, especially (laughs) because he does begin with the terrible joke of him just saying a bunch of nonsense words after saying, making some joke about now some words from the headmaster. Mm -hmm. Just a terrible joke that doesn't hit. So I like keeping that element. Yeah. That's good. But then the narrator says that he goes on, after warming up the crowd, (laughs) he introduces the cat, so Mrs. Norris, is the head of security, and Filch is her handler, but Filch's name is Dazzler. Why? We'll never know. I
1: don't care about anything else in this thing from now on, Dazzler is the best name (laughs) that he has ever come up with. The fact that the cat is the
0: head of security is the best thing of this story it's my favorite. <laughs> it's so powerful. It is so good. <sighs> Dumbledore then closes with another joke about death and sits down. <laughs> Sitting down is something that you ought to do past Mike hey, it's me editing my cousin going everybody because we're going to take a little bit of a break here for Wingardium at Ridoso. <laughs> Today's episode of List is brought to you by Calm. Let's say hypothetically that you are Brad Neely, the creator of Wizard People, dear reader. And while you're doing these performances, you are getting letters from on high of Warner Brothers yelling at you for doing these performances. That's a bit stressful. So if you need to calm down, what could you do? You could use Calm. Calm is the number one mental wellness app, and it gives you the tools to improve the way you feel. You can do so with Calm by using things such as guided daily meditations, or you can improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, or you can drift off to Dreamland because they they have sleep stories and soundscapes and things that are soothing that can help whisk you away to dreamland. I've used Calm to de-stress before doing a bunch of work. I have used Calm to wind down at the end of the night to try to fall asleep. It's fantastic and I highly recommend it. And it's not just me, over 100 million people around the world use Calm. And if you want to be another one of those people, you can go to calm.com slash Potterless. And for Potterless listeners, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription when you go to calm.com Potterless. So again, That's C-A-L-M.com slash Potterless, and you'll get 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. So check out Calm.com slash Potterless and get chilled out despite Warner Brothers threatening you with stuff today. And now you'll hear words from a few sponsors who make it feasible for me to be a full-time podcaster. Some of these ads will be read by me. Others of them won't. The ones that aren't are inserted locally. So if you live internationally, don't be surprised if you hear an ad in your country's native language. And once those ads are complete, we'll get back to this episode of Potterless. bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash potterless for 10% off your first purchase. So if you want to collect some cards or rip open some packs in a more transparent way, whether you're a sports nerd or a Pokemon nerd or all sorts of nerds like me, you can use Arena Club today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death So the sorting then begins. Hardcastle McCormick places, and the narrator says, an oogity-boogity-looking hat on her. And I realize the sorting hat does kind of look like Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas. It kind of resembles it in the burlap sackiness of it. Oh, it does. Right? I never made this connection before. Wow. They
1: just ripped off. (laughs) They just ripped it off, didn't they? Yeah.
0: So Hermione gets sorted into Gryffindor. Harry thinks to himself that this is going to be a long night, which is true. We never know how many kids are at Hogwarts, but even if it's about 50 kids, that's a long thing to have to sit through. It's like a real it's like a graduation ceremony, you know. Gosh, the worst. I always was never a fan of those. What are we doing here? You gotta
1: bring a Game Boy or a magical Game Boy or whatever. Yeah,
0: I'm trying to think. Did I did I have my phone out? Was I playing? any games i guess 2014 maybe i was busting out some words with friends <laughs> no i s- i stopped playing words with friends after sophomore year because i bombed my chemistry final because i was playing too much words with friends when i should have been studying for that chemistry.
1: that is a ridiculous story
0: mike <laughs> i just i know i didn't need chem you had to take chemistry as a mechanical engineer but then that was it and i just didn't like it, and I was just more invested in beating my roommates in Words with Friends. Man, a real Harry Potter and Snape's class move, huh? I just had to put Joseph Song in his place. He had it coming. <laughs> I needed to use chi all over the board. <laughs> so mouth oil gets sorted into Slytherin. Snape shoots Harry a look, and I don't enjoy that this brings in more of bad descriptions towards the looks of women. But I do love switching Snape to being a woman, it's very solid. I like the choice because it is a strong choice that is just not addressed, and it's just kind of, yep, Snape's a woman now, and here we are, and I like it. Yeah, I think this is a little bit
1: better than making fun of actual women's looks because I think it's just poking
0: fun of his hair, (laughs) which does look ridiculous in this movie. That's what I think the joke is. It's purely just... Alan Rickman's hair is obnoxious. Yeah. I think that is it. <laughs> and I think Alan Rickman would also say, yeah, my hair is obnoxious. <laughs> mm-hmm, he would. He would indeed. So when Ron gets sorted, the narrator just says, oh, come on. He's going to get into Gryffindor, obviously, because all Weasleys get sorted into Gryffindor. Ron has 20 brothers and 12 <laughs> sisters who are all gryffindor <laughs> A real family of gerbils. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Harry then goes up Everyone is taking bets as to what house he's going to get into. The narrator describes money changing <laughs> hands in the crowd. Harry doesn't want to be in Slytherin, but it's not because of evil or snake-like tendencies. It's just because he doesn't want to be in the same house as mouth oil. He doesn't want to bunk with mouth oil. So eventually, Harry just says, fuck it. I don't care. Just don't put me with mouth oil. He thinks <laughs> to the hat. And Harry doesn't enjoy everyone staring at him, quote, like he's a television. <laughs> <laughs> so we get the first instance of Brad Neely, the writer of this, breaking and laughing at his own joke. But it's not even that funny? Yeah, I, it surprised <laughs> me. I don't get why he was laughing at it. Yeah, the thing that he laughs at, he says, finally, the hat's oscillations tense, and then he laughs, and seats upon Harry's scalp. Gryffindor it is, yes. Which, I mean, saying that the hat's oscillations tense and cease upon Harry's head, that is fun, but he laughs a lot for what I did not think was a very good joke, but I did, I did just appreciate it. Him being able to not laugh at 12 chapters worth of this, Mm -hmm. maybe it was just it finally accumulated and he broke and I'm glad it happened. It just makes this that much more endearing of a process.
1: That was my headcanon too. It was just like finally after 12 chapters, he just laughed at himself.
0: I just can't hold it in. We've gone through this much ridiculousness. There's only so much I can take. Mm -hmm. So Harry goes back to sit with the other Gryffindors and Harry hopes to pound a few cold ones at the end (laughs) of the night. So we get into chapter 13, which is called Food and Phantoms. So Dumbledore casts a stand without effort spell followed by a food aplenty spell and food is described, normal descriptions, but some ones that stood out to me were sweaty corns and honeyed everything. Sweaty corns, I do not like but I do understand as someone that microwaves frozen corn for various meals in the (laughs) cooking from home world we live in, but honeyed everything sounds fantastic. (laughs) And so fucking British. (laughs) (laughs) So another thing that's great is Percy is not described as being a prefect, but instead an RA which he is. Yeah. And I love that name change.
1: Yep, so much better. It, as a kid, I was trying to, I, the entire time I read these books, I was like, are they
0: trying to spell the word perfect? What is happening? Brandon, <laughs> you're being a bad American because prefects, I, I think, are a normal thing in British boarding schools, which we as Americans should definitely know about.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely went to a British boarding school for my for my schooling, so that makes total sense.
0: I didn't even go to an American boarding school. I didn't even go to school. <laughs> 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 I don't know if prefix are a thing. I think they are. I know head boys are definitely a thing because early episode of Potter I was like, that's a weird name for valedictorian. And people had to correct me that that was a thing. <laughs> Percy talks to Harry about Professor Snape, whose name is actually Professor Snake. It's confirmed that Snake is a woman and Harry says that he hates her. Quote, I'm here to learn, not watch a performance, which is Really true in that Snape is one of the worst teachers and all of his teaching exists just to get out his grudges he's been harboring for decades. 100%. Snape is a guitar guy gone wrong. Ha <laughs> ha. All of his classes are extended solos that are in the wrong key. (laughs) So we get a description of all these ghosts coming in. One is described as a musketeer. One is described as Little John. One is the Count of Reeds. (laughs) Little John really got me both because
1: of Little John and the Little John of uh, Robin Hood fame.
0: Oh, I I thought you were trying to find a word for... The fame of Lil' John. Uh, And the the answer you were looking for was Lil' John, friend of the East Side Boys. (laughs) We also learn in a description of the food, because it says how full all the students are, one of the things that they also ate was pudding pops. (laughs) Just a perfectly childish dessert. They start to take the moving stairs, which the narrator just completely tears down how ridiculous the stairs are. Which is good. The stairs are just so foolish. So obnoxious, so ridiculous. I'm glad the narrator really took him to town. And then another thing that I really like, flipping the script on something bad that JK did, the fat lady painting just being called the fat lady was Mm -hmm. always just so weird and unnecessary. The narrator says that the portrait of the fat lady is a portrait of the most beautiful woman around. I really liked this. This was very nice. And I don't
1: think in his tone that he was being sarcastic. I think not he was at all. trying to fix that. Yeah,
0: yeah. it was just canonically, this painting is of the most beautiful woman, period. No qualifiers. End of statement. I loved it. They have elevators in the Ministry of Magic. Why are there not elevators in Hogwarts? Because J.K. Rowling didn't think of that until book four when they oh. first go? Or book five? <laughs> Book five might be the first time they go. So yeah, she she was just four books in and was like, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Stairs are more magical. <laughs> Pretty much. So the common room is called the Gryffindor Parlor and smoking cards and nightcaps are the main functions. So it's just a speakeasy. I'm here for it. Oh, it's like a men's gentlemen's club. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. Smoking jackets, all the good stuff. So the kids begin to go to sleep, but not Harry, who looks into the night wondering who he is. You are everything the knight says back. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Incredible. Chapter 14, First Day Sucks It. So one of the earliest things is when they are in Transfiguration class, you get the McGonagall turning into the cat thing, which the narrator says, quote, Holy freaking balls! The cat has been Professor Hardcastle the whole time. <laughs> Great bit of the narrator being surprised at something that happens. And then doesn't he say something about like, then Harry
1: learned to never pet a cat or something.
0: Yes. (laughs) So McCormick lectures them apparently about tardiness and George Washington's cherry trees, which does remind me that Brad Neely made an incredible YouTube video. Everyone, stop what you're doing or maybe finish the episode, do whatever. Keep, make a mental (laughs) note somewhere that you should search Washington Washington Brad Neely it is a very short animated musical YouTube video that just talks about George Washington in a braggadocious manner, but it says things like he uh, is 12 feet tall and he's got a brain for his brain and a fist for his heart or something. it's it's absolutely fantastic. I remember this holy shit from two thousand and nine. yeah i'll I'll play a clip of it here. Washington, Washington, six foot eight, weighs a
1: fucking ton. Opponents beware! Opponents beware! He's coming! He's coming! He's coming!
0: But it's so good. It's like twelve stories tall, made of radiation, is one of the descriptions of him. Wow! Full circle, man. (laughs) It's good, Bradley. I'm I'm really gonna try to get him on the show. His his Twitter DMs are not open, so I think I might just do a no shame tweet hey at Brad Neely come on the show please please and see what happens Mm -hmm. so then Harry makes a mental note As you said, to never pet a cat, no, scratch that, never pet anything. (laughs) (laughs) Which in the wizarding world with Animagi is a good rule to live by. Smart,
1: smart thing. Also in the real world where you don't know what's going to bite you.
0: (laughs) Yes, I am not good with pets because I never really had pets growing up. My sister had a guinea pig and that was it. I am not comfortable with picking up any sort of animal, big or small. I just always feel like I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, And I feel like I'm making the pet uncomfortable and I don't like doing that. Them. I mean, that's how I feel
1: with children, so I get it. Oh, yeah. I
0: had to get that zapped out of me now that I am a, a two-time uncle. Mm-hmm. First, when I held tiny little baby Aurora, she was so small. I underestimated how small newborns are. Yep. They are smaller than, like, your forearm. It's yep. beyond small. So I just put my arms in a pose and just said, please, I, I don't want to break her. Please. I, it's all I want to do. I got a little bit better of it with When we were up in Canada, I'm still learning. Hopefully, I'll come across enough babies by the time where, when Kelly and I have our own, I'm not scared to hold it. Because then, what am I contributing if I can't (laughs) hold the baby? (laughs) So we get into potions class. The narrator makes fun of Snape's dramatic entrance, which I do think is one of the funniest things in the movie. That Snape just kicks the door open to his own class and it's like, potions class is now here. He's such a dramatic <laughs> little jerk. It's, oh, but it's so good. It's so good. So Mouth oil is infatuated with Snake. And then it's also described as saying that he is astonished that he likes women, which is much to the delight of every fanfic author that makes Draco in a relationship with Harry. <laughs> At the bare minimum, Draco being canonically bi-curious in <laughs> Wizard People Dear Reader is just, doing wonders for the fanfic community. <laughs> so Snake then ridicules Harry's celebrity in front of everyone, and, which is a very accurate description, Harry is surprised since he was only taking notes. Yeah, always a very confusing thing is that Harry gets called out for taking notes in class?
1: Well, he gets gets called out because he was taking out his anger about his dad upon his child. <laughs>
0: wild, 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 wild. Then Snape asks, how do you make a spell? And the narrator rightfully points out, how would he know this? It's the first day. Snake <laughs> goes again, continuing this, quote, what is such and such? How many rat tails are in minkerfuls? <laughs> Don't think that's anything, but I love it. <laughs> Harry then acts humble, demure, and thankful for the lesson. And then at lunch, Ron is surprised that Harry took it from Snake. And Harry says subtlety and patience are great ways to look cool. That's great life advice. <laughs> it really is words to live by so then it's mail time students get letters but then also ornaments filled with mother's blood (laughs) i love (laughs) that they're talking about the remember all that oh 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 is that oh that's what what it was okay okay but another (laughs) thing is another description from the narrator is that some kids wait for letters that will never come (laughs) just so dark (laughs) <laughs> Harry then reads the paper and learns that the same vault with the gunny sack was broken into by black art wizards of Valmart's order. And we get into chapter 15.
1: I realized watching this that when we were children and, and the idea of a newspaper with like moving images in it was like so cool, you know, like novel and interesting. And then I realized that we have online paper with gifts in them. Yes. So we just have the real thing now.
0: <laughs> I think the problem is that what we usually have at least in, I mean, this is most common in ESPN when I'm just trying to read an article about a sports team. They always autoplay a video. Yeah. And that (laughs) video, and this goes beyond ESPN, I feel like there's a 50-50 shot of that video having anything to do with the article you're reading. (laughs) Just the vaguest thing. You're reading an article about Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire and it says, Robert Pattinson casts the new Batman and we're going to autoplay this video. Yeah, sure, Robert Pattinson was in that movie, but this video is not related (laughs) and I think you're just autoplaying it so that you can boost your video play stats to potential advertisers. I know that people do this since I worked in digital marketing. I don't need your autoplay video bullshit. (laughs) If it was just gifts, I'd be here for it. (laughs) So chapter 15 is the one that we had to watch on Dailymotion.com. Shout out Dailymotion and it didn't have a title, so I don't know what the title is. But Hooch is giving a flying lesson. Her name is Professor Catface Meowmers, which (laughs) I guess is because of her eyes. But she is not the teacher that turns into a cat. So I thought this was very fun. I would name my cat Catface Meowmers. It's a very, that's, yeah. We're going to add that to the list of good Harry Potter names. Obviously, Kingsley the dog is number one, but Catface Meowmers, really good cat name. Mm-hmm. Another good cat name, they they start to name other kids in the class. We learn that fellow students include Tony the Shrimp, <laughs> Facer, Yellow, and Otter Pop. All good pet names. Is Yellow, who is Yellow? I hope to God, not Cho Chang. <laughs> yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> Our one thinking. Asian student. <laughs> hope it's not Cho Jesus. Chang. So Harry Potter then daydreams during the class because he's so powerful. He already knows what's going on. So he has a daydream where he envisions his parents' wedding cake, but it's Dumbledore's hat. And he's a giant Dumbledore. And Harry has to climb the giant Dumbledore to get to the cake at the top. But when he does, the cake is rotten. And then he snaps out of the daydream when the whole mouth oil up fish, beloved blood ball instead of remember all situation comes through. But... That was a quite a weird daydream to be described. I thought we had I had
1: clicked on the wrong thing because I was like, ah. this is a tone departure from the rest of the show. Yes,
0: it sounded a little bit different, but I think this is still the same thing, but we cannot know for sure. <laughs> That's true. So Hermione tries to reason with Harry not to do this, but Harry's enraged, chases after mouth oil, and he does a move that mixes martial arts with rainbow magic. And he's able to get the ball and does some celebration. Tricks in the meantime. The kids love it, but McCormick sees it, takes Harry away. She goes into defense against the black arts class and asks to get Oliver Wood, whose name is Major Wood. And he is the captain of the not the Quidditch team, but he's the captain of the cribbage team, which is so much better. If there was competitive cribbage at Hogwarts, yeah, sign me up. I would love it. If a group of magical people decided that a card game was their major sport. (laughs) It does confuse me as to why. And I play chess. I love chess. I'm a big chess boy. But it is confusing of why chess clubs are a thing. Mathletes are a thing. Mm -hmm. Why are there not card game teams in schools? I played a lot of card games with my math students teacher in middle school, we would play spades, bridge, hearts, bunch of stuff. If there was a club where you just played those kind of classic card games against people, that would be super fun. And I don't understand why that's not more of a normal thing. Yeah. I don't know. That would be fun. I would join that. Yeah. Spades is very fun. Yeah. What a very, very fun card game. Going on about Major Wood, Harry is described as seeing him as a Greek statue and Adonis in witch's clothing. Clearly, someone Harry can relate to. (laughs) (laughs) So then the narrator tells the reader to imagine Eye of the Tiger playing because Harry has been selected as the new seeker of the cribbage (laughs) team. (laughs) So... As they walk through the hallways with Fred and George and Ron, then Wretched Harmony shows up again, but she proves her worth by taking Ron and Harry to the trophy case of honors to show that lo and behold, Harry's dad was also a badass, but a, a seeker. They show him the thing that says James Potter is a seeker. Chapter 16 is called Jesus Christers. <laughs> Not too much going on here, but the squad finds themselves on the forbidden third floor. I don't know if this jumped in the movie or if I forgot what happens in the movie, but this felt like a very abrupt shift to being on the forbidden third floor. I don't recall. Yeah, I don't remember either, but I definitely felt like Hey, wait, wait, how did we get here? So I don't know if this was a chapter 15 mishap or or water, if I just don't recall what the first movie is like, but here we are. And when they realize that they are in the forbidden third floor, they say that they will be killed on sight. <laughs> so really raising the stakes. And when they see Fluffy, Fluffy is described as a supersized portion of God's freak show creations, a three-headed giant dog that is getting up from a dream, a dream of eating kids, one for each head and lucky for their dog. The dream has come true. (laughs) So they all are able to escape because the dog is still in a sleep-like daze. And they leave Hermione, Ron and Harry going back to the common room, hoping to find some wine to go with the olives that they stole from the cafeteria. (laughs) And now we get into chapter 17, which will be our final chapter in this episode, which is called More Training. It is the scene where Major Wood teaches Harry about Quidditch. It says that Harry's destiny is with the snitch when they finally get to the snitch and I forgot that Harry even hits a bludger away in this scene I totally didn't recall that that happened but when they get to the snitch Harry just realizes like this is it excitement rushes in like he was kicked in the fruit stand <laughs> which I did not know was a name for you know your your private parts but it bits it fits <laughs> totally fits so Wood tells Harry that if you catch this ball we win the game which just further elevating how obnoxious the golden snitch is (laughs) and then when the ball does its little transformation of being a ball into getting the wings the narrator says it does a clockwork strip tease in the air (laughs) as it strips it beckons lasciviously (laughs) just the word smithery impressive wonderful so then we get into charms class with flitwick and this is movie one flitwick who looks ridiculous (laughs) ridiculous hair They rightfully change Flitwick to be our mustachioed friend we all know and love. But the narrator just tears Flitwick's looks apart. His name is Professor (laughs) Ognots. Is that anything? I don't know. Or just a funny name? I think just a funny name. But... He is doing the lesson, and also the narrator describes the class as looking like a courtroom, which it totally does. It does. At one point, the narrator, when just trashing Flitwick's looks, says, what the fuck is he? Which is just great. Says his head looks like a pizza left in a chicken house covered in feathery bird sweat and oily discharge. <laughs>
1: oh, uh, an Ognat, it's a Star Wars race. Oh. Did you watch The Mandalorian? No. Well, if anyone who watched The Mandalorian, the guy who is Kuel, I forget how to say his name. The guy that says, I have spoken, is a uh, an Ugnot. Got it, got it.
0: I've seen exactly seven Star Wars movies. Three, four, five, eight, nine, ten, Rogue One.
1: I mean, that's that's a lot.
0: <laughs> you know, the, the, the Katana order.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so then we have the thing where Harry and Ron are making fun of Hermione and Hermione overhears. And Harry immediately realizes that he has done the wrong thing. The narrator says that Harry knows that he's got to make it right, even though it feels so good to make it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just a great turn of phrase and a wonderful place to end this episode of Potterless. (laughs) Brandon, thank you again for joining. I'm glad you were able to do this first half. I will be doing the second half with... Johnny who who is obsessed with <laughs> Wizard People, dear reader, completely understandably, since him and I have very similar comedic styles. So we're getting the alpha and the omega. I appreciate you bringing this newfound perspective to it. How do you feel halfway through? I feel great. I feel
1: like I've learned... A better version of what <laughs> Harry Potter, the first movie,
0: could have been. Now, have you watched the rest of this, or did you just watch the first half and prep for the podcast? Just the first half so far, okay. yeah. I'm not saying that you gotta watch the rest of it. That is totally up to you. I will say watch. Did you watch up to chapter 19, the cribbage match? I hadn't,
1: but I I will because you I know you said it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that like that is the true pinnacle of Wizard People, Dear Reader. The cribbage match is just it's absolutely fantastic. It is the perfect little carrot that I'm dangling at the end <laughs> of this episode for people to listen to the next one because my, oh my, it is just great. Well, I'm gonna have to listen into the next episode then, Mike. Oh wow, this marketing is working. <laughs> I'm doing great stuff here at the Petros Podcast. But Brandon, thank you so much for joining. If people want to find you, you doing stuff online, if they want to hear your podcasts, where can they go? Yeah, you can find
1: me on Twitter at Brandon Grugel. It's like the last name Grugel, spelled G-R-U-G-L-E. I like that. Yes, and
0: it's spelled. <laughs> people gotta not be. It is so easy to look up how to spell someone's last name. As someone who gets our last name spelled wrong all the time, it is <laughs> very easy. To not mess that up. (laughs) I will never get mad at anyone for messing up my first name. People call me Matt all the time, which like is definitely... it's It's a four-letter M name that's incredibly common. I never get upset when people accidentally say that. But when people spell Schubert wrong... That's, like, come on.
1: That's also, like, the name of a famous composer. Like, it's not that difficult. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> As described in the episode with Oliver and James Phelps, I just feel snooty being like, mm, you know, like the composer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Grugle is spelled like Grugle.
1: Yes, and uh, you can uh, do me a solid and go listen to any of the Melstude shows. You got you got Podliss, you got Spirits, you got JTP, you got Horse, you got, what else we got on there,
0: Mike? Exolore. Exolore. And... Head, heart, gut. And also, if you want to hear Brandon doing stuff, if you're listening to this in late 2021 or thereafter, his sound design work on Modern Muckraker, which is going to be fantastic, will be out in the open. And I... Hell yeah. Cannot wait for that to happen. But this is May of 2021, and so it hasn't happened just quite yet. But Brandon, thank you for joining. Listeners, thanks for listening. And as they say in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, as they train for cribbage, (laughs) wizard on. Hey, it's the summer. You're going outside more and you want to show off your love for your favorite podcasts. What is the best way to do that? Multitude merchandise. If you go to multitude.production slash merch, you can see the merch for all of the shows at multitude, from hats to shirts to pins to more. We've got it all covered and you can check it all out at multitude.production slash merch. Potterless was created by Mike Schubert, it is hosted by Mike Schubert. It is edited by Mike Schubert. It is produced by Mike Schubert as well as Vicky Garcia, Christine, Aaron Johnson, Klauser, Lopu, Marchismo, Juan San Rosemary, Rosemary, Marie, Lisa C. Keen, Audra, Eleanor Curlin, Nikita, Power. Rachel Guthrie, Alex Consulver, John Kotker, Noelle Basile, Claire Spencer, Rory Collier, Veronica Bartova, Lada Bartova, Noah, Jennifer Marklu, Justin Montero, Jacob Parrish, Maya Gray, Polly Burge, Zena Rosnowski, Harlan Haskins, Nikki Harris, Kine, Sarah Shedder, Marta Morrison, Flor Sake, Sky Lily, Edel Ryan, Professor Threat, Ellie Hoskov Chova, Michael David Yordi, Kelly Otilio, Kerry Crumpler, Connie Beankowski, Jen Went, Nedry OS, Will Husser, Maraik Riga, Ashton Gabrielson, Brittany Gutierrez, Phelan, the Meadows Family, Jenny from the Block, Heather Langeel, Kevin Stewart, Five and Peter McGrath, Callahan and Daras, Bella Barlack, Melanie Demi. Reese Dignan, Joseph Torp, Madison, don't call me an infidora. Sabrina Balsicker, Sophia loves pigs. Farzin Jarabat, Melanie Durev, Matt Barger, Okamihime, Bony Pony, Kelsey Gillespie, Rike Mango Jensen, Taylor Payne, Megan Moon, Riley Kita, Laurel Happy, Erica Butler, Kendra Hertz, Natanya Page, Yogan Shanley, Darcy Alexandra Harrison, Sandra Rose, Craig McRoberts, Demi Lynn, Michelle Spurgeon, Henrika Wolf, Casey Canales, Megan Stampin, Jack Skitzes, Dane Nemchur, Little One, Ilaria Vassentin, Gregory Hughes, Kaw Mother Feathers, Ribbon Monstrosity, Jack Parr, Serenity, Alan, Haley Hastings, Sabrina Casanova, Jenny Browers, Eileen Gazesh, Annette Pipitone. Hufflepuff alumni, Brett Clausen, Mary Price, Artemis, Samantha McNamara, Nina Campley, Tatiana Schmidt, Carries Davies, Little Vomit Spiders Running Around, Punkfish, Wire Warrior 4976, Joe Sander, Michael P. V, Maya Saunders, Jasmine Ellis, Neely, Tate Sasson, Sam Sam Rebey, Adriana Hernandez, John Savio, Jody, Dunamorphi, Nash Sanadiki, Emma L. Oscar, Sean Kirkoba, Greg Bonastali, Matthew J. Moreland, Ping Vinachek, Nani, Steamed Nuggets, and Can't I Potter? Web design by Kelly Schubert and the music is by Bettina Kampamanis. If you want to find us on social media, you can at facebook.com slash potterlist, twitter. Dot com slash potterless pod instagram com slash potterless podcast and reddit com slash r slash potterless for any and all information about the show you can go to potterless com bonus content lives at patreon.com slash potterless and merch lives at potterless com slash merch if you want to tell someone about the show you think of someone that might like it reach out to them directly and say hey there's this podcast called potterless i think you would like it word of mouth really does help the show other ways you can do this that are similar are posting about it on social media or leaving a rating interview online these things really help thank you so much for listening and until next time as they say in the wizarding world of harry potter wizard on